here's the deal is I don't care what store you go into. There's always going to be an ideal customer, that person who's buying, who's designing, who's marketing, who's creating that store environment, whether it's online, mobile, or brick and mortar. There's always someone who's thinking about who's on the other side, who's buying this product, who's going to be excited to spend their money to give me their credit card. That's the person you really need to start to consider. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Do you know how many emails I get that just say help? They say help, help, help. I'm here to help you right now because I want to tell you what the top mistakes new boutique owners make over and over and over and over. And then they email me, help, help, help. Let me just help you right here. And if you've sent me an email that says this and I've sent you this video, I made it for you. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Emily Benson. I am a consultant and coach for boutique owners. I have not one, but two best-selling books that hopefully you have read. If not, we'll put the links down below. I have a five-star podcast called the Booster Boutique Podcast, and here I am on my YouTube channel. If you're new, I would love to ask you to subscribe to my channel if you love content about boutiques or you have a retail business and you need help, you need a mentor, you need someone who's going to give you the straight answer and who's always going to reply to your comments below. So definitely ask some questions down there. Now let's talk about mistakes. Listen, I'm going to be honest. When I was a new boutique owner with my business, The Fashion Truck, I avoided a lot of mistakes because I had corporate retail experience. That's why I'm here. I worked for over seven years for big companies like Abercrombie & Fitch, Club Monaco, in their corporate office as a buyer, making products, putting them on the floor. I was not in a store. I was in the corporate office. And so for me, when I went and started my own store, I had a ton of experience doing this. And most of these mistakes, honestly, I avoided. So for a long time, when people would email me help, I'd be like, what? Like, how do you not know this? And I realized that you probably who's watching is maybe a nurse, a teacher, a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you're a pharmacist and you're just over it and you're like, I need a new career and you want to start a boutique business. That's awesome. So let me help you catch up to where I was when I kind of started a boutique because I already had some experience, I already had some know-how, and when I started my boutique business, I went to six figures in the first year. So I did over $100,000 in my first year. I want to say it was about $175,000 in my first calendar year because I knew these things coming into it, okay? So let me just, let's just talk about it. So first and foremost, I knew that I should not have something for everyone, when you have something for everyone, you have nothing for no one. <laughs> That's weird. You really just have nothing for anyone. Like, here's the deal is I don't care what store you go into. There's always going to be an ideal customer, that person who's buying, who's designing, who's marketing, who's creating that store environment, whether it's online, mobile, or brick and mortar. There's always someone who's thinking about who's on the other side, who's buying this product, who's going to be excited to spend their money to give me their credit card. 
that's the person you really need to start to consider because I worry that when people start a boutique, they come from it from a place of scarcity. Like, well, if I narrow down too much, then I'm going to miss this person or that person, right? Or you're thinking of your family. You're thinking, well, my mother loves to shop, my sister loves to shop, my cousin, whatever, and I want to cater to all of them. Don't do it, okay? The more niche and narrow you can get with your ideal customer, really understanding who they are, how old they are, keep it tight, like 10 years. So for me, in my boutique, the fashion truck, my ideal customer was Allie. I gave her a name. She's just fictitious. I want to say she was 28 to 35, and she was still dating. She was going out to dinner. She had a job. She would go to her job during the day, and then she'd go out to dinner at night or go on dates. On the weekend, she was at that age where maybe people were starting to get married, have baby showers, bridal showers. So she did need some dress-up things, maybe even a wedding guest dress here here or there, right? Um, So that really guided me along my way. There's more touch points there, but that's really the basis. It's really tight. It's narrow. You can probably have a picture of this person in your mind. Maybe you know someone from a television show or someone in your life who is Allie. That was my person, okay? You want to have that person. Buying for everyone never works. The next thing I find that everyone does, and normally... I hate to say this, but most people come to me when they're really far down the road and they bought way too much inventory. When you start buying inventory, you've got to track it. You've got to take control of the numbers behind your business. Listen, having a boutique is really fun. It really is. But if you don't focus on the numbers, you buy too much or maybe you buy too little, it's just going to be a downhill journey. You're going to have to be crawling out of inventory, running sales, Start out by buying less inventory and you'll be in a much better situation. So don't buy too much inventory. Stick to that niche person. Don't start to expand into men's and kids and home decor and all this stuff until you have your first niche nailed down. So if your first niche is home decor, then great. Stick to that. Don't add women's and men's and kids just because you feel like you need to sell more. You don't. You need to stick to your ideal customer. You need to get really good and really knowledgeable and have that person coming back all the time. And then after maybe a couple of years, you can expand. I would also say that there's a lot of people that open boutiques where they're too narrow. I see all these boutiques that just have graphic tees. And graphic tees and graphic tees and graphic tees and graphic tees. And number one, I feel like the graphic tee business is going to go down eventually. I don't think it can sustain the rate that it's been going. You're always going to have your people that wear graphic tees, but you can't always wear a graphic tee to work. And more people are starting to go back to work. And so we've got to really think about who is that ideal customer? Does she really need a graphic tee? Calm down on the graphic tees, guys. When it comes to starting your boutique, the other big mistake I see people make is that they just are on every single platform. They think, I have to be on TikTok dancing and going viral. I have to be doing reels. I have to have a Facebook group, a Facebook page. Like, it's too much, okay? When you first start out, you've really got to focus on like one, two, maybe three platforms where you can repurpose content, you can stay consistent on everything, and really focus on being good for your ideal customer in those small places because your ideal customer 
is probably in two to three places most days. But the realistic situation that's going to become you as a boutique owner is you can't keep up with all of that. You know, I find that there are some people who have Facebook groups, but then all of a sudden they think, oh, Instagram's the place to go. So then they spend all this time on Instagram and they never post their Instagram content in their Facebook group. And maybe I'm getting too granular, but for me, I have my Facebook page, my Instagram page, my Facebook group, and then this YouTube channel. Really, those are the biggest things that I work on all the time. And what I would say is nine times out of 10, everything's consistent. So in the same week, you might see the exact same post in my group, in my page, and on Instagram. And I like it that way. I want you to be able to see the same thing over and over, even if you switch platforms on me. Because let's be honest too, I know that there's gonna be people who are following me on YouTube, are in my Facebook group, and maybe that's it. Or maybe they're on Instagram, They're on Facebook and that's it. I want to make sure everyone sees the same messaging across the board during the same time so that I'm keeping up with what's going on. And this is how you do it too. If you have new arrivals, then it's really easy to say, okay, splash my new arrivals across, across a couple platforms, but you want to do it well. And so by spreading yourself too thin, you can produce really horrible quality content. But by saying too focused, by saying I'm only going to be in a Facebook group, you really limit how many people are going to find you and it's going to make marketing and growing that much harder. Okay, if you've enjoyed this video so far, I want to remind you again, please subscribe to my channel and click that little bell. That means you'll get notifications when I come out with new content, which is going to be happening more frequently now that I have completed the process of having a baby and getting her to nine months old. <laughs> yes, I had a baby last year. So we're we're catching up. We're cleaning up. Um, so if you're watching this in real time, thanks for sticking with me. I know I have a big gap in my channel, um, but... We're back. We're doing it. We're growing. All right. uh, Last but not least, the biggest, possibly most catastrophic mistake I see so many boutique owners make is that they think they have to have new arrivals every single week. So they're going out there and they're buying a new 10 items every single week and launching these new items every single week. And then all of a sudden, after eight weeks, they have 80 items and not a lot of them have sold. You don't have to have new arrivals every single week, especially as a new boutique owner. You can't afford it. You can't keep up with it. You don't have the audience. You don't have the budget. Don't try, okay? Do not try. You could have monthly new arrivals. And listen, here's the thing. No one remembers what's new arrivals and not. You could reshow things over and over for a long time. And there's always going to be those people who are like, oh, I didn't see that. Or, And then there's going to be the people who are like, oh, I've seen that eight times and I still don't want it. It doesn't matter. You're going to get both. So get your items, show them a lot, be really forward with showing them on all those platforms, and then move on when you've sold through the items. Don't buy inventory until you've sold inventory. Okay? Now, if you want to know more about inventory, definitely click the link. I'm going to include a video where you can go to next um, to learn more about inventory as a new boutique owner. Okay, great. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you on the next video. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money.